Welcome to Red Zone DFS with Joey, Vinny, and Jimmy. Here to bring you all the best picks every week, your best stacks to win in DFS. Absolutely crushed last week with that Ram-Cincinnati stack on both sides of our lineups to win that extra cash last Sunday. And uh, we're ready to get on to week eight. How we doing, boys? How we feeling? Feeling pretty good. Um, did you bet all of your rent money last week on Jets money line? <laughs> <laughs> I put ten dollars on Jets money line. That did okay. not work out. You're, you're currently working out of a homeless shelter right now. Uh, yes, using the free Wi-Fi. Yes. Oh God! Yes. Um, using the uh, gym showers. You know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the bet. The bet was a rough bet. The defense was the right call. Like I'll still stand by that. I. I'm I actually think out. I think they're gonna bounce back this week. Oh my dude, come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, uh, hot, take, hot take of the week. Give up 52 uh, points to a team that can't score more than 16. Yeah, not not, not the best. <laughs> not the best. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna I, I'm going into this week a little bit where we'll talk about it, but I'm changing up strategy a little bit on what uh as far as like lineup builds and stuff. So we'll kind of touch on it when we get to that position. But I, I'm I'm fired up for this week. Feel good. Nice. Yeah, I, I like that we got you know back to 12, 12 game slate. Um, no gypsy London game, no like weird game or anything like that. We got some good guys on the slate too, good teams, good stacks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I think it's gonna be pretty good. Just rock and roll. All right, let's hit it. So we're gonna change it up a little bit this week. Um we're still going to start with quarterbacks, but what we're going to do is we're pretty much going to parlay with a teaser with a smack. I'm kidding, but no, we're going to do our quarterback. <laughs> with, <laughs> we're going to do quarterback stacks with our wide receivers. So we're going to knock out one, two categories in one, pretty much as we go here, and then we'll go with one-offs. Um, so since it was Jimmy's brilliant idea, I'm going to have him lead off with the stack at the top. Um, I think it's one that we did really well with last week, and that. I'm just going to go right back to because even in high scoring games, they've shown that they're just going to chuck the shit out of the ball. uh, And that's the Rams and they're playing, they're playing the Houston Texans this week. So uh, I feel pretty good about it. It's a pretty, it's a more expensive stack. Cooper cup is finally, finally, finally. Oh my God. Sorry about that. Kyler just threw an interception uh, to end the game in the middle of our podcast. Set match. That's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so like Stafford, you know, look, Cooper cup is really priced up this week. Um, but I think he's still the guy that you just pair up Stafford. Um, you could run it back and add in Van Jefferson if you want to, if you really, it was, this, want- it was Stafford cup and Jefferson stack yep. that, you know, won me my most money last week. Yep. yep. Same here. Um, if, if you really are a believer in, Daryl Daryl Henderson, Darrell Henderson, however the hell you say his name, <laughs> you can pair him because two weeks ago I did a stack with Henderson, Stafford, and Cup, and you're basically just maximizing all of the <clears throat> touchdown equity or most of it um, within that offense. So yeah, um, I guess the only thing to be cognizant of with that is from what I checked earlier, it seems like Daryl Darrell Henderson is going to be the highest on player on the slate again. From what I can so tell. again, but. Like, here's a great way where, look, if you really want to play him, you play him with Stafford. Totally. Up, and you're making your lineup different right there, right? Yeah. So you might have him, but, like, 
let's say that you know Stafford throws a screen pass to him or something like that, right? You're then maximizing and getting in that extra four points up on everybody else who has Henderson. So um, I think you can do that. I would rather probably just play the wide receivers because they just continue to throw the ball. Um, so yeah, so I think the Rams are going to be my favorite stack of the week. They're expensive, but I think there's enough. I'm not going to say value, but mid-price guys at running back where you can make a good lineup work with that. Um, and, and again, at tight end, there's a lot of value this week. Um, so I think it, I think it works. It's an expensive one, but I don't think it's one a lot of people are going to play because, like Vinny just said, everyone's going to play Daryl Henderson and say, oh my god, they're going to blow out Houston and. Yeah, they blow out a lot of people, but they still throw the kid out of the ball. So, yeah. Um, cool. All right, I'm gonna go with my stack, and since you went high, I'm gonna go low. Um, I'm gonna go with Detroit this week. Jared Whoa. Goff <laughs> with maybe a TJ Hawkinson. Oh yeah, your headphones are totally fine, guys. We're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles in Detroit. I really sure. do think if there's a week Detroit's gonna pull off a win, I think it's against the Eagles at home. That's fair. I feel like they played a I don't know, they played a great game last week up until you know the very end. These these guys are playing really hard. It's not like they're the Texans and just giving they up in the third hard. and fourth quarter. Yeah, they do play hard. Um, and I'm not saying they're good, but Jared Goff's gonna put up 40 passes, 45 passes, and this this game could get out of control. You see how Philadelphia plays offense. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Detroit play play catch up all year long, which I don't know, both these teams just play catch up all year. So mm-hmm. it's either this game is going to be really low scoring and a total shit bag of a game like 13 to 9, or it can get really out of control really quick and it can easily be a 37 to 31 type yep. of game. Um, so, yeah, no, if I want to get weird, I really like the Jared Goff staff stack on Detroit. That All is, right. That's, I mean, that is. Guys coming out firing tonight. I mean, oh, yeah. that, so, who, so who are you playing in the stack? Hawkinson and Swift? Yes. So Swift okay. is the main guy, right? Swift gets the yeah. most catches of any running back in the league, and he does the most with them. Um, I know you guys were high on Williams in the beginning of the year, but it's obvious that Swift is the now guy. They are, yeah, it's Swift all the way through, all the way to the end. Swift's going to get his catches, he's going to get his carries. Um, Swift, I think, has to play with Goff. And then it gives you options to even stack up most of that Rams game you were talking about because they're so damn cheap. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that Detroit stack as like, you know, one of my weird ones to try to take down a GPP. Dig right, it. Go for it. I'm going to boomerang back up top uh, because they're just not getting a lot of love. And I don't really understand why. I guess I do understand why, because we have the Rams, because there's some other teams and in, in games here that are projecting high. But I'm going to Buffalo. Uh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. The Dolphins are the second worst team in the league versus the pass. Uh, they're giving up, they've given up, yeah, 15 touchdowns, three interceptions. That's all I've gotten. Uh, they're giving up just routine 40 yard plus touchdowns. Uh, I like the offense. Uh, I don't like the offense more, but for stacking purposes, I like it more without Knox in there because it just becomes more of a a very concentrated target share, right? You're going to have digs there, uh, who he's just waiting to break out and have a huge monster game. You've got Beasley and Sanders that are both really cheap that you could pair as your second option there, similar to the Rams where, you know, you could go like cup up high and then you could go Van Jefferson. Like they're not obviously that cheap, but Beasley's 4,900. Like he's going to basically assume all Knox's targets, him and Sanders. Sure. Uh, And then you get the running ability of Josh Allen too. And they just don't run the ball. So 
I, I love this. Uh, two has been throwing the ball more. The Dolphins, I mean, what do they have to lose at this point? Hopefully they can just keep it somewhat close, but um, Buffalo is my favorite stack of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I no, mean, I, I, love th- that. I think the Bills, you know, I think the cool part is, is there's a lot of different ways you could go with the build, mm-hmm. right? Like if you wanted to go expensive and go with digs, you could do that. Um, you could I just go the, Beasley Sanders if you wanted to, you, you know, do that a little risky, do, but yeah. Again, we talked about it. Uh, the one that I really like to do, especially against bad teams, is is add in the running back. Yeah. Right. So if like you you're really like, hey, like they're gonna put Xavier Howard on Stefan Diggs. I think everything, all the passing is gonna go to Miles Sanders, right? But then you want to maximize the rushing all or most of the touchdown equity, right? Yeah. You can put Zach Moss in there for a really cheap price, right? He's 5,200 this week. Yeah. And, you know, he's projected for, you know, 11, 12 points as, as a base. If he gets into the end zone twice and if Allen right. throws him one of those, right? Like, then you're just like really, really cooking. Yeah. So I, I like that one. W- one more I was going to say. Yeah. We each get um, two here. It's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I know. This is one that like it's it's just turning out that you just have to play it every single week and people just are continuing to not play it. Um, is the Tampa stack. Yeah. And nice. I, I don't care and, and this week even more so, right? Because the Saints have a decent run defense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Lombardi Lenny is probably not gonna get going as much. I mean, I like I like Brady. I like Godwin is my favorite guy this week because you know, Saints have a decent secondary. They're getting healthier, right? You saw, you know, DK Metcalf really only had one big play um, on Monday night. You know, I, I really like that. Evans is expensive. So if I'm going to add a stack outside of Godwin, um, if Gronk is back this week, I don't hate that. Um, but I also like, you know, going really cheap to Tyler Johnson. Um, I don't think Antonio Brown is going to play this week. It sounds like he's No, they're saying it might be a long-term. He was on crutches this morning. He was on crutches. Yeah, they said this might be a long-term. Yeah. So Tyler Johnson at 3,100, you know, he only had two catches last week, right? But, you know, this is is a game where I think that they're going to lock down Evans. Evans had a massive week last week. The week that Tyler Johnson goes off is going to be the week that Evans doesn't. Right. So Evans went nuclear last week, you know, at 3,100, you know, last week I played Tyler Johnson and just as like a one-off and a couple, um, got 3.6 points. It's not great, but you know, it's not a zero. And at 3,100, if we want to jam in some of these other expensive guys, um, I, and again, this stack is consistently not very high owned and again, they're just going to throw the ball a lot. So. Joe, do you have a second option that you're kind yeah. of leaning towards? Yeah, I'm going to go through a low one. Just give our listeners that low option so they can low stack, high stack with some of your guys' stuff. But I hate saying this, but the numbers don't lie. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, oh. Lawrence, Robinson, Marvin Jones. And Lawrence oh. and Robinson have gotten okay. 20 points a game floor for the last four games in a row each. Marvin Jones is averaging like seven targets a game on a floor. He's gotten over 10 twice in six weeks. Um, with DJ Chark being out, I think it makes the stack easier. And the Seattle Seahawks defense 
Good Lord. They're yeah. bad. Are they yeah. bad? So, and they're and Jacksonville's coming off a bye week, right? So, I don't know. If Trevor Lawrence and Robinson's floor has been 20, if I want to do a quarterback running back with a receiver stack, go really cheap. I'm loving the Jaguars. I, I like that one, Joey. You've got actually, I think I like the Jaguars more than Detroit. I'm uh, I'm feeling better about that. I would have to agree with Urban that. Myers. I think, uh, yeah, I would have yeah. to agree with that. I like yeah. it. And it's the matchup, you know, Seattle, it just they're gonna yeah. give up points. The, the only other one up top, I guess, or one of my favorites, like obviously, I have a few other stacks that I'm gonna throw some darts at, but. The, the other one that I don't think – I'm not hearing anybody talk about. They're coming off of a bye, and I think people are, like, rattled off of last week, the other team's performance is I'm going right back to Justin Herbert off a bye. Oh, um, I don't think – I haven't heard anybody talking about him. You know, Mike Williams was a little bit banged up. He's got a week off to, to rest. They You know, they've had time to prepare for this Patriots defense. Um, yeah, man. I, again, they played the Jets last week. You know what I mean? So – I'm not putting too much stock into the Patriots just manhandling them. Zach Wilson went out and they they played a guy that I've never heard of. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like. And both 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 the Jets starting middle linebackers are out. Like. Right. Like yeah. they're just yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, based on what you just said, I would definitely have some Bengals, you know, in that respect. And sure yeah. we'll touch on it. But I I think the Chargers, I mean, we're talking three weeks ago, we we're talking about Herbert as the MVP and the best offense in the league, right? Like I'm gonna play those guys if they're especially if they're yeah, and it gives stuff. you and it gives you another option to go quarterback, running back, receiver in your stack with Eckler. Yeah, you could do Eckler, Williams. You could go Williams, Keenan. I'm, you could go I'm Kel- Keenan Allen. More and more. You could go Keenan, my... Jared Cook if you wanted to get really weird. You know what I mean? Like, there's the options there for sure. Yeah, so. but I'm lo- I'm loving the stack with the running back. Not doing the you know the one offs with the running backs anymore. You know, I've noticed that's kind of been my uh, kryptonite this year is having one off running backs in games that where they don't do anything. Well, dude, it's right. funny. But like, if you I, just have the running back in the game that's going off, that running back's going to get catches. You know, the ball is moving. So it's like pick the game where the game is going to go off, not necessarily the running back going but it's off. Funny. I got Derrick Henry last night, put up six, or last week, put up 16 points. All right. It was still a winning lineup, but that was a lot of wasted money. Yeah. But we also talk about yeah, we always, you always hear in the industry, right? Like you want to play running backs that have catching ability, right? That can yeah. get you the points, especially on DraftKings. Like, Okay, if that's the case, then like, why would you not play or consider the quarterback with him if that's the guy dishing to him? Totally. You know, so totally. it doesn't make much sense. But yeah, that pretty much does it as far as I mean, you guys touched on a few of the ones that I'm interested in too. So that's all my main stacks that I'm really attacking. I think the the last the last one that you guys didn't touch on that was on the other side of Joey's game uh, is the Eagles. Uh, it's just too cheap. Detroit can't cover anybody deep. We we watched the Rams game; they're just getting torched. You know, 20 yards and beyond. Rager's super cheap. Devontae Smith is super cheap. Quez. And, and yeah, you could throw Quez in there. And then you've also got um, Hertz, who's consistently running for, you know, 30 to 60 yards a game, right? So that that's the last one I'll touch on. Okay. Where are we, we going next? Go running backs? We'll go to running backs, yeah. All right. All right, so we can incorporate them, you know, if, hey, if a stack seems appetizing, we'll talk about it. Or if it's a one-off, we'll just uh, move on. So cool. let's start up with um, up high. Vinny, start it off. Yeah, man, I, I, I hit on the beginning, but I think my strategy this week a little bit is not, I'm not going to be full fading them, but I'm going to be playing a little bit down at running back this week. There's just so many good players in the 6K range and even the beginning of 7K that, like, 
I just love it. Like, I think we're seeing those guys that are hitting pretty close to similar value, you know, minus Derrick Henry going for 900 yards and four touchdowns. But it's like, sometimes you gotta, you gotta play with it. And what I'm finding is like, I'm trying to jam in too many high price running backs and it's leading me to have to throw in multiple guys at receiver or tight end that are just pay downs. And that's, what's killing my lineups. Like, those 30, that 3,200 receiver and the 2,700 tight end get me three points and a pay down to defense. And it's like, that's great. Henry went for 26, but like a 6K running backs, you can get 22. Like, you yeah. know, so yeah. I'm just, I'm going to pay down a little bit more this week. But if I'm going up top, um, I think my favorite running back is probably, I'd probably say it's Najee. Um, he's just, He's just the bell cow there, man. Um, they're fresh. They're coming off. Cleveland is obviously a little bit banged up. Um, he just he does it all, you know, and he's $1,400 cheaper than Henry. I think if you're going to go, that's probably the highest of my core builds that I'm going to go this week. Hmm. Interesting. No, I actually like it coming off a of bye week. Um, that game, I just feel like it's going to be ultra competitive all the way to the end, and it's not going to be this game where it's 3-0 either. Um, these defenses are good, but not that good. Right. No. They're not yeah. they're not world beaters or anything. So, yeah, no, I can see this game being a 26 to 23, but with a massive fantasy upside, um, you know, with it out even hitting the over possibly. So I like that. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to go, I mean, this I mean, I can consider him high, but it's Joe Mixon, 6,900 going against the Jets. Right. I think it's the same reason everyone's playing Darrell Henderson this week. Like, oh, they're going to blow him out. They're going to run the ball. Look, Cincinnati has been Joe Mixon the ball when they're blowing yeah. teams out, when they're in a game. It doesn't matter. He's getting the ball. Um, the Jets defense is not great. Um, they're banged up. They got linebackers maybe coming off the IR this week. Um, it doesn't bother me. Joe Mixon's really good. Joe Mixon's going to get 20 carries most likely in this game. I don't see them winning by 40 or 50 points like the New England did last week. No, so yeah. I think Joe Mixon stays in the game the entire game, puts up great numbers. Um, that's a stack that I like, but I'll play Mixon as a one-off with my other stacks. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite running back, he fits well within my Tampa Bay stack, is Alvin Kamara. Um, you can't really run the ball against Tampa Bay too much, but Kamara consistently gets the passes. And now they're calling plays for him yeah. you know, to get the ball, right? Jameis has developed a little bit with him that rapport where you know he's act- actively looking for him, right? I think you know Jameis was running the ball a little bit. Didn't want to throw the ball. Didn't want to make that interception. He's never, now thrown, to, he's never thrown to his running backs. It's never no, been a part right. of his thing. And I yeah, think Sean so, Payton's finally gotten his head. Well, he's basically told him, like, look, this guy is the best offensive player on our team. We need to mm-hmm. try and get him the ball. And against teams like Tampa Bay, where you're just not going to be able to run the ball that well, and yeah. they're a pass funnel, right? They, they do not defend the pass well. So if we can have that advantage – at 7,900, it fits in. It fits as basically the only run back that I want on the Saints, and it's fine to play as a one-off as well, right? So if we're going way up top, um, I can't see myself playing any Derrick Henry this week. Um, he's it's just too call. expensive. He's just too expensive. I would like Joey said. I, there's other guys out there that I think can can hit the same value or more than Derrick Henry this week. I think yeah. the Colts are playing well. Um, they have a very, very good D line. 
right? They have a really good D-line. And when you got guys on the line like Buckner that has like a 7-2 wingspan, I mean, he's able to stop Henry before he hits that next gear into the secondary, right? So, yeah, 9,200, if I can pay down to 7,900 at Alvin Kamara, or 8,700, I think he is. Yeah, 8,700. If I can pay down a couple hundred bucks and get that, sign me up. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. I'm just my strategy is I'm going to be in the seven Ks and below this week. So, uh, yeah. but I see what you're saying. Like, no one. I don't think anyone will ever say like, "Oh, it's a horrible call playing out yeah. there." It's like so. Okay. So, so I'll I'll go again. Another guy is Eckler at seventy nine hundred. Again, he didn't practice today, by the way, Thursday. So yeah, it, popped, it popped up though. People were getting a little concerned. It's the second day he didn't practice and like popped up on the injury report like randomly. So I don't know what that's all about. So but. they they said it's a hip issue, but it's most likely due to just like a maintenance day and his hip was a little bit sore. Um, if that's going to be the case, you know, if he, if he's active, I'm going to be all over Austin Eckler. The bye week plus the Q tag, no one's going to play this guy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no one is going to play this guy. And again, what do we like to target on DraftKings because of PPR, running backs who catch the ball? Same same reason why on DraftKings it's advantageous to add those guys into your stack. So those are the two guys up high that I like. Um, I know we're probably – you guys are getting down more into the sixes. So, Vinny, who who is your other guys that you're going to be focusing on down there? Yeah, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday night. I got to see him practice tomorrow and, and make sure he's good to go. But if he is, 6800 for Nick Chubb is way too cheap, uh, especially in the uh, especially in the sense that you don't have freaking Kareem Hunt there. You know what I mean? Like, that was the biggest factor, you know. And I know that guy stepped up last week. That other kid looked pretty good. He did. But, I mean, it's, it's Chubb's role when he's back, right? So – at 6,800, man, he gives you the same upside as a Najee or, you know, Derek maybe not. I mean, hell, he, yeah, he could definitely, he, you know, he, hit he, 25, 30 points. Uh, absolutely no doubt about it. gives you the same upside as Derrick Henry when Kareem Hunt is not there. And I love it for the fact that what well, we talked about last week, and Jim, you were kind of in on it on Twitter. I was kind of ripping on the 49ers about it. Like our fan base always bitching about running backs going down. It's very evident the Browns probably have the best offensive line in the league as far as run blocking yes. goes. They just open gaps. So, I mean, it does not take a lot for this guy to hit. And, again, at 6,800, you're getting a bell cow. If he's healthy, I'm not, I'm in. Yep. Yeah, for the same one. reasons, I'm going to go to Jonathan Taylor at 7,200. Yeah, that's a good one. This guy, I mean, he's we've been talking more. since last year. Yeah. I mean, he is that good. He is a great running back. He can break tackles. He's got a good vision. And now that uh, Quentin Nelson is back, on the Colts offensive line. It's, it's very, very obvious yeah. how those holes open up for him. Jonathan Taylor, last four weeks, 23, 35, 32, 22. So three yeah. X is his floor in the last four weeks. So if yeah, he busts on unreal. me, it, it happens, right? But yeah. I'm, I'm going to be playing Jonathan Taylor. He has just as much upside as a Derrick Henry, right? Like I know Derrick Henry can have his massive explosive games, but Jonathan Taylor has shown he can too. Well, and yeah, he's getting he involved shares, in I know he shares carries, but they give him carries at the right moments. It's not like they're taking him out on the goal line. You know, yeah. it's unimportant situations to get him ready. So I think Mark Wright is one of those coaches. He's friends to us in the DFS game. He's also sure. getting involved in that passing game we talked about. So, of course, you know, it's like 
You give me. Yeah, he's getting catches get as screen, well, screen passes, and he touches. takes him. You know. Yeah. Takes him deep. So. What about down low? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. What? Let's hit. Right, let's move down to some cheaper guys. What do you guys below, think? Below six K, Jim. Uh, so real quick, as we're scrolling down there, one guy that I'm not going to have any of is uh, Damian Harris. He's going to be a full fade for me this week. Um, I just, told you guys last week he was a good play, though. Last week he was a great play. I played him. Um, on your advice, this week he's a full fade for me. Uh, but going down into the 5,000 area range, um, I mean, it's very, very clear that this guy is getting all the volume for the Niners, and it's Elijah Mitchell at 5,400. Now, the Bears, Akeem Hicks is going to be back, who is very crucial in, in the running defense for the Bears. But at the same time, with but the zone, Max zone might strength, be out. But Khalil Mack's going to probably miss. So yeah, I'll take but that I mean, trade-off. He, I guess, but like – you know, I, I don't know if Kyle has his head out of his ass or not, and we'll then go ahead and attack the edges, right? But I, he's just getting all the volume in the Niners' run game. Um, yeah. And at 5,400 for a guy that is going to get 16, 17, maybe yeah. 20 carries um, and usually get to that 100 yard and get that three-point bonus and probably get a touchdown, I mean, you know, 25 points is – is five X, right? Yep. So it's like it, it, he doesn't have to get 40 to go five X and we've saved, saved salary to go pay up for some of these other expensive receivers that we like. So he's totally. going to be my guy. If we're going down low, uh, what about you guys? Joe, um, I'm going to target one more guy in the six K range. And I already talked about him as James Robinson. I'm going to be playing a lot of James Robinson this week. I know we were all scared of urban Meyer, Carlos Hyde and all that BS. But the reality is Robinson's putting up numbers. He is that good. He proved it last year. He's not having a sophomore slump. So, and Seattle sucks. Their defense is god awful. So, James Robinson is going to be a play for me in a lot of lineups this week. Are you still going to be on the Cordell Patterson train this week, Jim? I've never been on that. (laughs) I'm seeing his ownership starting to creep. And I'm, I'm with you. I will not play a chalky Cordell. If he's not, then I'll play him. If he's under 20%, he'll probably be in my player pool. If he's over 20%, I think there's other guys Yeah. Um, now. Uh, I kind of want, you know, once Cordero Patterson gets hurt, it'll be Mike Davis time again. But, again, there's just – he just gets there every week. But now <laughs> he's starting to climb up in price. So, yeah, yeah I'm the, not I'm super interested this week. The only lowing guy that I have on here outside of Eli Mitchell is uh, the other side of that game, and that's Cleo Herbert. Um, the, the Bears are just making a conscious effort to get him the ball. Uh, I mean, what does he have? 20-plus DraftKings points in the last two games, I think. Um, the Niners defense is nothing to write home about. You know, it, that's very clear. Um, they're banged up. Like, I, I'll – I'll just play it. 5,400 is the same reasons for Eli Mitchell. I don't think they're stars by any means, but you could do a lot worse. And for a guy who's going to get 18 touches at that price, like, you know, it's somebody that I will use as a pay down this week in my player pool. Not a core guy, but I'll have him. All right. I just want to mention that uh, JD McKissick, I will be putting back in my lineups when Ryan Fitzpatrick re-enters. That was a killer last week. That sucked. No, it's pretty obvious. And it was all over Twitter that, you know, our quarterback there. Shit, what's his name? Well, he, he, Joe, Joe, you hit the nail right on the head. Instead of checking it down, he just runs. He runs it every time. Yeah. He steals every <laughs> point from McKissick. 
Um, so, yeah, so when Fitzpatrick comes back, I'm going to be full playing McKissick. But for now, I will not because our boy over there just decides to play hero ball all the time. But the other guy I'm interested in this week is uh, Kenneth Gainwell going against Detroit. Um, the guy has, you know, messed with my entire year-long fantasy league with Miles Sanders. But Miles Sanders doesn't look like he's going to play this week. And again, we already talked about it. That game might get crazy and Kenneth Gainwell might get 10-plus catches at 5k just take a closer look, look at that points. dude Easy. that's gonna be a rotation there like boston scott's gonna get touches jalen hurts runs the ball like just he's 5K, gonna, he's, if he can be 15 gonna, points we're, we're golden he's gonna be a fade for me um i just think too many people are gonna go there well that's the, I, that's the reason yeah, I no, rather, if he was really high owned I'll, I'll stay away from it but if he sticks around the teens and the percentage wise you know I'll, you know a lineup or two i'm gonna have him in there but yeah. I, I like having my low running back in there to hopefully give me that easy 3X so I can go up in other places. And if I'm going to do it this week, if I'm not going to go with McKissick, it's probably going to end up being Gainwell. Yeah. So so the guy that's getting all the volume from me down there that I'm going to play, and especially, again, because he fits into a run back on one of the stacks that we mentioned, is Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin is a game script dependent running back who only scores points when Miami is down because he gets all of the passing down work. There's no Malcolm Brown anymore. He's completely out. So in a game that they're absolutely going to be trailing in, Tua in in a game that's going to be relatively cold, they're not going to Tua can't throw the ball very far downfield. Look back to the Tampa Bay game when they were down big. Miles Gaskin had 31.9 points, and it was just because he was just getting all of the passing down work. Yeah. Then last week, Malcolm Brown gets hurt and he gets 15 carries and four catches. You know, not outrageous numbers, but 17 points. We'll take that all day. And if I need something, you know, I don't love a lot of the Miami runback options. Um, he's very game script dependent, but this is a game script that I think fits him well. And at 5,600, I think he's got a much higher ceiling than some of the other guys down here and with basically no ownership because people are scared as hell to play him. But I think he's worth the risk in a game like this. All right. I like cool. it. You guys want to move on to some um, receivers that we may not have touched on in the stats? Yeah, I was just looking. Probably mispriced or some darts that you guys want to talk about. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it because I'm looking at my receiver pool and we pretty much touched on 80% of these guys uh, within the so, stat piece. So the, so the one guy we haven't touched on is Terry McLaurin. Um, he was on the injury report for some reason, but he's completely off of it now. They're playing Denver. Denver's not very good. We just saw, you know, they get torched weekly by amazing wide receivers, and McLaurin is basically the only buddy doing anything uh, in that receiving game. I think uh, Denver's given up on Fangio. I think it's yep. kind of obvious. Yeah. I mean, Fangio is just like that old stodgy, like argh, angry defensive guy, like – He's a great defensive coordinator, and as soon as he gets fired from this head coaching job, he's going to get hired probably the next day to be somebody's D coordinator, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's going to happen like that. Or if he wants to go coach in college, I don't think he does. He doesn't strike me as a guy who wants to deal with 17- and 18-year-olds. Dude, recruiting. Fucking partying. Yeah, See that guy recruiting? That. No. No. So Terry McLaurin is a guy. You should come here. Yeah, Terry, McC <laughs> Terry McLaurin's a guy that fits, you know – I don't want anything to do with, with the quarterback or whatever, but he's a guy that's just gobbling up all the volume. So he's a perfect one-off guy that I can kind of throw in to really whatever 
um, whatever situation I want to. All right. All right. Joe. Yeah, if there's a guy that I feel like is mispriced, um, it's not part of any of our stacks. It's a one-off, but it's Michael Pittman at 5,300. Oh, my God. Going against the Titans. I mean, that says enough right there. Yeah, Michael Pittman's getting targets. He's getting red zone targets. Even in the storm last week, he got 24 points. And I know it was on like a last play deal in the touchdown. But, again, I feel like that's an outlier game, but this guy is getting the targets. Carson Wentz is starting to trust his receivers and throwing the ball a little bit. I told you guys on on Wentz last week, he's starting to open it up a little bit. And Pittman's the main guy there, no doubt about it. At 5,300, Pittman has the upside of getting you 5X, 6X, and, and more possibly yeah and there's not many other options there i mean ty hilton wasn't even back like he came back for one week then he was out the next week so he's not dependable <laughs> yeah um That's- there are other receivers you got like paris campbell they're not throwing to him yeah. you know they're not throwing to any of their guys it's michael pittman and it's jonathan taylor's show over there in indy so i really like michael pittman i think he's mispriced yeah what a weird pricing i mean my only fear is that too many people are going to be like, oh, my God, Michael Pittman's only 5,300, mm-hmm. and he's going to go too highly owned. But, like, I think you he's one of those guys where, like, even if he is 20 to 25%, he's kind of just a free square at 5,300. Yeah, and these, like, these stacks we've we've talked about, we can build some of these high stacks and fit in Michael Pittman in these one-off places, guys like this that are easy 20-pointers that are going to get us into the money. All right, Ben, who, who's, who's a one-off guy kind of up top for you? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm debating playing a little bit of, I think it's a bounce back week for Sammy Darnold this week. Uh, they're playing Atlanta, dude. Atlanta's so bad on defense. Um, and the offense is obviously runs through DJ Moore. Um, at 7,200, he should have space all day to run and operate. If, if Darnold can just get the ball to him and not, you know, so piss, yeah, piss himself and, you know, throw three picks, like, they should be able to steamroll um, Atlanta here. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's it's not so much about bad defenses and Sam Darnold. It's about pass rush. Yeah. Um, and Atlanta is 31st in the league in, in getting pressure on quarterbacks. So, yeah, when Darnold has a clean pocket and he can just sit back there and he's not really rushed or anything like that, I mean, I think it's a big bounce back spot. And if you wanted to take a stab, I don't think you really need to. I think you can just play DJ Moore and just kind of move on from there. Um, and there's some other better quarterback situations, but this at least gets you exposure to that. Yeah. It's his favorite target, right? I think that's a good one. Um, totally. I think another one that, you know, Joey kind of talked about it. We were talking about it when we were talking about running backs. I think there's going to be a fair amount of points scored in this game. And it's Deontay Johnson at 6,700. Yeah. Like, again, he's, he's just forgotten about all of the volume. And people think Ben's washed, Ben sucks. Well, the bye week, too. Again, I think people forgot about Deontay Johnson. And well, I, think, I think Ben's going to come out fresh out of the ice tub for two weeks and be able to huck <laughs> it 60 times. Like, Well, but the thing is, is he's just not throwing the ball downfield with great consistency. So they're just yeah. not going to. They don't have to, right? They have Johnson. They have Harris, who they can get the ball to, and they can get the yards after the catch, right? It's yeah. low percentage throws, right? The Steelers are absolutely still trying to win games. We see how passionate of a coach Mike Tomlin oh, is, dude, right? I think Tomlin's coming to come out pissed off and have this team fired. After that press mm-hmm. conference the other day in USC, like, dude, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh wins this game, to be totally honest with you. So I, I, that's why I like Johnson. I think he's a, I think he's just a forgotten guy. 
Um, and at 6,700, he's getting the types of targets. Honestly, he's not, he doesn't have the explosive plays like Cooper cup does, but he's getting those amount of targets. Right. right. So, you know, I don't know if he can get 30 to 35 like cup can get, but he can easily get 23 to 26. And that's perfectly fine for me at, tw- at 6,700. Yeah. The only other guy that I'm going to mention, he's down low. He'll be, you know, not my lowest uh, pay down guy, but um, I'll have a, a pretty substantial amount of Jerry Judy coming back. I mean, he was built for Teddy mm-hmm. two gloves uh, with that short passing game. Teddy loves him, uh, man. So I, I'll go right, right to him being activated. So that's it for me pretty much at receiver. Joe, you right. got any real deep dives that we haven't mentioned yet? I guess the only one would be that one of the highest owned receivers this week outside of Cooper Cup is Brandon Cooks. And for $100 less, you can get Jalen Waddle. Yep. Um, we've been playing Waddle a lot, and Waddle's getting targets, and he's yep. going to bust one of these times. He's going to get those touchdowns. He's not really getting in the end zone, but he's getting all the catches, and we see how explosive he is, and he makes people miss. It's only yeah. a matter of time before Miami figures it out and figures out how to get him the ball outside of bubble screens. So Jalen Waddle for hundred dollars less than Brandon Cooks, um, with the ownership percentage change there, yeah, I, I really like Waddle. But that's uh, that's where I'll end up for receivers. Um, let's move on to tight ends. Let's do it. I'll start here. Uh, I don't know how you can keep avoiding if you have been, but I'll keep playing Kyle Pitts. Um, he's he's pretty quickly emerging himself that there's a reason why he went you know, what, the fifth or sixth overall pick? Like, oh, yeah. The dude's a freak. Makes uh, sense. <laughs> dude, I thought I've read a stat. He hasn't dropped a pass in, like, three years. Like, dating back to, like, a sophomore year. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So, uh, but, you know, Atlanta doesn't have many options. I know, Joe, you got uh, – you nailed the gauge thing last week. But it's Ridley and it's Pitts in that offense. And hopefully Carolina can, you know, actually get, get back on track here. Atlanta's always in a position where it's going to be a pace game script because they just suck. So, well, Carolina's um, got a good defense, which is going to make them target pits even more, right? Yep. Like in these yeah. random matchups, because Carolina does have a good defense. They they're very talented. So, well, and they're finally moving pits around the formation. Like yep. he's playing, and he's going out in the slot. He's, they're using him like more like Travis Kelsey, yeah, versus like George Kittle. Dude, you know, they played him out in the wide spot last week and had to run and fade against a linebacker, you know? So yeah. it's like, dude, just keep doing stuff like that. And, Definitely. yeah, it's, there's a reason he's the highest, you know, priced tight end this week. Yeah. No, I Where love that. And, and the highest price is only 6300 which is not that high. Yeah. yeah. Jim, what do you think? Well, I'm not really paying up a whole bunch. Um, I mentioned Gronk as part of my stack, so it looks like he's going to be good to go. I think I like that a little bit. Um, he's back on the field. He's healthy. He's feeling good. I think Ricky Seals-Jones is fine, but my guy, oh, who's now back. firmly cemented within the offense with his highest output so far last week, seven catches for 58 yards, is Pat Fryermuth. Oh, yeah, he's he's back. The guy now. He is the guy he, now. He's the guy. He's he's now out snapping Eric Ebron by a large margin. Even the Steelers and, fans yell "Mooth" every time well, he catches the ball. So you know he's going to be there for like twelve years. hundred uh, <laughs> percent. He's going to be the next. Uh, what what was the guy's name? Heath. 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 Yeah. Yep. So he probably would have just retired if he wasn't drafted by Pittsburgh. Probably. Like he was built for <laughs> Pittsburgh. Probably. Um, but the biggest reason why Fryermuth is going to continue to stay on the field is because he can block. And Eric Ebron cannot. 
Mm-hmm. And the Steelers are, are an old school football team that do like to run the ball and they don't like to change out personnel packages like that. Right. He's not a Kyle Pitts kind of guy, but again, Ben is not throwing the ball with great regularity over 30 yards downfield. Deontay, Fryermuth, all of these guys getting short yardage catches, right? Like it's not like a tremendous amount of points from Fryermuth, but last week without a touchdown, he got 12.8. He gets into the end zone with, with the same kind of thing. I mean, we're looking at like 18 points and then we're, we're really in business at that yeah. point for a guy who's 3,600, right? Um, a lot of people are going to go to Usama and that's fine. I, I'm not going to go to him this week. Um, he had two touchdowns last week. That's great. That's unsustainable. I think I'd you rather- can. There's just so many mouths to feed in Cincinnati. You know, yeah. I, like- I would rather just play Jamar Chase mm-hmm. and, and Joe Mixon in separate lineups and then just move on. Um, you know, or just play Burrow and Chase and then and Higgins or something like that. Uh, no thanks on Uzama. I'd rather play Fryermuth. He's going to be at like less than 1% owned. And, you know, he's, he's the guy that I'm going to be targeting because he's cheap um, for one-offs, really. Um, I think guys like Goddard are okay, too, but I don't know. Who do you guys, who are you guys thinking? Um, the only other guy I'm thinking about out of the guys you spoke about is Hunter Henry. Ooh. Four weeks in a row, four touchdowns. I know he's only getting like two catches a game, you know, these last couple of weeks. But, again, he's becoming a goal line presence. Um, a lot of people are moving on to John Lee Smith again. Um, he's actually – Jono Smith has a slightly higher ownership than Hunter Henry this week. That's wild. But it's because, again, John who got more targets last week because they were winning by 50 points. So Hunter Henry going against his former team as well, I really like it. Um, yeah, so yeah. I really like Hunter Henry even getting the end zone this week or getting extra targets in the, a New England offense that's not going to produce like they did last week. You're going to be a little bit more desperate throwing the ball because Herbert is going to put up numbers this week. So I like Hunter Henry. Fair. I think that's a good one. Uh, I can't believe you didn't say the guy who I thought you were going to say, Joe. No, I got to give him some time. Yeah, uh, it's more Sammy D's fault than Tremble's fault. But and, and I no, know no, no, that's not that's not the guy that I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> who are you thinking? I was thinking Dan the Man Arnold. Oh yeah, um, I was, and then I saw his ownership. Yeah, he's gonna be the highest on tight end, or one of them. Yeah, he's up there. He, I mean, it's only twelve percent, but it's gonna keep climbing because it's that's the highest of the tight ends right oh, now God. up there. Ricky Teal, yeah. Goddard, Cook, and Dan Arnold. So. And just don't. I know we talked about him in the stacks, but don't forget about Gronk returning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know. So that's it for me. Oh God, Dan Arnold. All right, twelve percent. Fuck. Where Where is the? Uh, what's your favorite defense this week? And then where are you going? Sub like, is there anything sub like twenty six hundred? Oh yeah, my okay. my my main defense is sub twenty six hundred. All right, fire it off. It's the potatoes at twenty one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they only twenty one hundred? Yeah, they're playing Teddy Frackin Bridgewater. Well, not not even, it's not even that the the football team, even though they give up points, they still get positive numbers in DFS because they still get yes. sacks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they have Montez Sweat, they have Chase Young, they have everybody. Like, Dude, Allen, Allen's might might be one of the outside of Buckner, the best defensive uh, inside of defense alignment in the NFL. Yes, and I mean, Bridgewater is like really beat up. Dude, he's, like 
he he's got like a concussion. He's limping everywhere. Like on that Thursday night game, it's oh, he's ugly. terrified of um, going out for a week because he might not ever get his job back. He knows how this goes in the NFL, yes. so he's like, "No, I'm playing through everything." Is, the guy's seen yeah, triple is, right now, and he's still playing. This is his last shot, right? Like he's not he's not getting another shot after this. So yeah, like, I respect he goes out, he's staying out there no matter what. Yeah, I absolutely. But it's it's com- it's a complete joke to have the potatoes priced at twenty one hundred. I, I mean, are there's other there's two other defenses I really like. But, but hold on, Joe, is there know. any other pay down that you're going to? Pay down? No. Okay. I'm mid. All right, so we're all on the potatoes down low. Okay, what what's yeah. what's your mid then? Uh, my mid is the Panthers. Um, I know the Falcons have been looking a little bit better on offense and everything, but okay. Matt Ryan does have his games where he just completely blows up. The he Panthers does. do have a good pass rush. Uh, Shaq Thompson is back after like three weeks. He's their best linebacker. I think they're getting the secondary is healthy. Too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, he'll, he'll the be Panthers activated. can give me like a pick six this week, and that'll that'll be enough, right? Okay. So I, I think the Panthers have the opportunity to do that against a Falcons team that I think we're giving a little bit too much credit for. You know, in DFS they should get that credit, but anything outside of DFS, though, they are they're not good. So, no, I like the Panthers to get a little weird this week. Maybe get a defensive touchdown or a safety or something. All right. Uh, at twenty seven hundred, it pains me to do it, but I will play quite a bit of Chicago Bears this week. Uh, the Niners are just not good, man. They're they're not. Uh, I know the Bears aren't, but their defense still has playmakers. They can still get sacks. They, I, the, fact I wanted, the, the fact that the Bears have what three wins this year that's if insane. Khalil, if Khalil Mack doesn't play, obviously that changes things, right? But if he's gonna play, like, dude, yes, they got shredded by the or by the Bucks, but like, so has everybody. And if I, I'm pretty sure Trent Williams is gonna miss this game as well for the Niners. If you're telling me I get Khalil Mack on Mike McGlinchey and a rookie plus Akeem Hicks is back, like, dude. I'll take quite a bit of Bears this week. Here, here's my biggest issue with the Bears. The Niners are going to run the ball. The Bears are going to run the ball. There's not going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity for them to have those big plays. Jim, this is going to be a very not quick quite like game. the Panthers. But Jim, yes. the opportunity for big plays is huge in that but game. But dude, either yes. they don't throw it often, but like Garoppolo's averaging two or three turnovers a game. You know what I mean? Like, and then you add in two or three sacks in there. I mean, that's eight points right there. Seven points. Yeah, I just think I just think there's other opportunities. Sure, for, there could be. Yeah, for higher scoring defenses. Like, I don't think that the potatoes have are going to score any less, and they're six hundred dollars cheaper. That's Conversely, right. yeah. I think that the Bills at thirty three hundred are yeah. wildly mispriced. Totally, and have the potential to legitimately have two touchdowns, right? Because you have the situation where two is just going to be throwing the ball and having to throw the ball. Right. So that's where I would rather pay up for that upside. Um, There's nothing sexy about the bears defense. I know it's Jimmy, but the Niners know it's Jimmy as well. Right. So they're just going to limit the amount of times that, he has to throw the ball. Yeah, he'll probably still throw an interception. He'll probably take a couple of sacks. But I mean, if Khalil Mack is out, but I like the, he's he's only gonna throw the ball fifteen times. But he'll have an interception, a fumble, and three sacks. <laughs> he had, he had, look at last game. I know that's what I'm saying though. Like if he does have like 
open it up for God willing something happens like that just only yeah. exponentially I mean, increases. I, like I get, I get the reason, but that the bears is more, I think more of a cash game play. It's also biased. Like I just hate this 49er team right now. So I'm going to um, play against them. That's fine. But like the bears is a very safe, like cash game play. If you, that's if true. you want, okay. if you want to splash defense to try and win a GPP, I think it's the potatoes. I really like the Panthers call. I didn't really, really yeah, think that's about interesting. that one too much. I'm but I like the, I really like the Bills at 3300 Um, I don't know why they're that cheap. Um, I don't know why they're a hundred dollars less than the Broncos. Yeah. The Broncos are not a very good defense. Like, I don't care who they're playing, they're just not a very good defense. And and then like I'm looking at ownership and Seattle is gonna be the highest on defense at 13, 14%. That's crazy. What? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, the potatoes are up there too, but that's okay. At 8%, I'll pay 2100 Bills are at like 9%, right? Joey might be on to something with the fucking... Uh, and it, I know. I'm starting to get a little bit of... Uh, the juices the are flowing over there. Dude, that's like a 2% own defense? Who's that? Uh, Carolina. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Jaguars versus Geno. No, no thanks. <laughs> I'm not playing Jaguars defense. No. no thanks. No. All right. Any other right. defenses? Are we good? No. We're going to go to hot takes of the week to finish out. We all get one hot take. Oh, I've got one. All right. Yeah, you, you were talking about this pre-show, so I can't wait to hear what this is going to be. <laughs> the guy who hasn't done anything this year at wide receiver – $4,200. Don't do it, dude. Don't say Brandon it. Brandon <laughs> Oh, my God. Gosh. You asked for a hot take. Is this not a hot take? passes a game. One reception, one phone. <laughs> I trust me, dude. I wrote him for, like, five weeks thinking that same thing, <laughs> which means he'll probably <laughs> break out, but, like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I am doing it. $4,200. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's going to be one of these games – we we watched the film. You and I were talking about this. We watched the film this past week. He was wide fucking open for two long touchdowns. Right? We just get just need to hit one of them. He's not the problem. I know but he's whatever. not the okay. problem. But that's my hot take. Brandon right. Ayuk, forty two hundred will score seventeen or more DraftKings points this week. Wow. Okay. I I mean I I hope it's right. I hope they win, but I. Okay, I'll bet against it. Not but saying Joe. the Niners are going to win. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, no, I know. I'm saying him go for that much. That means it's, oh, okay. they, they did well. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Well, you're, both, your, both your main stacks are pretty much like fulfill this, ch- this yeah, box. Go- but... Goff. I mean, <laughs> Goff and the Jaguars. I've had some hot takes. I've had some hot takes. Um, but the last one. It's going to be if he plays, if he plays. We're not going to know probably until Sunday morning, to be honest. But Tyrod Taylor, Houston Texans against Dude, the Rams at 4,900. If you smash it this week with the Lions, Jags, and Texans, I, oh, my God. I'm just saying. Wow. These are cheap options. Tyrod Taylor's got legs. You know he's going to throw it. So and that guy might have the biggest chip on his shoulder in the entire league. The guy had a starting job that his lung punctured by a trainer. 
on purpose. They let the air out of his fucking lung so Herbert could play. I mean, this guy got literally medically injured out of an organization, and now he's on the Texans. First off, this guy is going to play his ass off whenever he's in. First off, you can't prove that in court. Second of all, <laughs> um, okay. Wow. All right. I was like, not I expecting this that. Is the so how many? Right so how many there. points? How many? What's give, give a give a point or more? Twenty two. Or more? Yeah. <laughs> if you play. I love it. I love it. it yeah. Tyrod Taylor, twenty two or more if he plays, dude. Guy's yeah. a madman. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna of action. I, I I was talking about him last week. He answered the bell in the rain and beat the Niners. I think Carson Wentz is a top five quarterback in fantasy this week. I think Ooh. the Titans defense is not good at all. And, and by the way, on top of that, I think they're coming off an extremely emotional win against the Chiefs. Two. Two. Yeah, two emotional wins in a row. So, yeah, dude, I, I'm picking the Colts to win this game outright. I think Wentz is playing better. Uh, I'm with you. The, the NFL is a league of parity, right, where it just kind of goes in cycles and the Ravens smack the Chargers and then the Ravens get blasted by the Bengals. Like, weird shit happens every week. Um, and I don't even think this is this, that weird, right? This is a division rival. The Colts play them tough. Like, they yeah. want a shot to get back into this playoff race. I think the Colts went out right, and I think Wentz balls out here. Um, no, yeah, and Indy, the players are all coming out, Jonathan Taylor especially, saying this is a must-win for the team this season going yeah. forward to get the division. This is an yeah. absolute must-win. Indy's going to come out balling this week. If, if Wentz can just eliminate the, like, one or two stupid-ass plays a week that he makes, yep. like, he he should – like, he's a good quarterback. He's super talented. I love it with the Pittman call earlier that you were talking about. If they get T.Y. back, too, I'll be playing both of those guys. Or, you know, whether it's Pittman and Jonathan Taylor in a stack for sure. I think you could, I think you could just play – Wentz and Wentz and Pittman and be fine, right? You got Wentz Taylor Pittman, but I think you could go Pittman. Uh, you could go Pittman Ty and, and Wentz, no doubt. Because if you think they're going, I'm going to stay away from Ty yeah, just T. because he, he's at a risk of being that first quarter he plays and then he's out the rest of the game. Yeah, he's he, he's dust. in such a bad situation right now. All right, he's on the IR, comes off for a week, and then goes back on the injury report and misses a week. It's, it's not right. great. I'd, I'd right. rather I'd rather play. If I was going to play two pass catchers, I'd rather play Pittman and Mo Alley Cox. He's getting all of the red zone yeah. looks. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, that's Jack what I'm saying. Doyle, though, like, Jack, if I'm gonna, Jack Doyle is also dust. If I'm going to yeah, do it, that, I, I, I pro, I'm probably going Taylor, and I'm probably going Pittman. But I'm, I, making, that's I'm, not, I'm, that's making, I'm, I'm making a Wentz lineup right now with Cox. No, I like the Mo Alley call. Yeah, they're giving him the ball in the red zone. Yeah, you're right. Jack Doyle, he was one of my favorites, and he's not even ex- he doesn't he's even dust. exist in their he offense just, anymore. He just so. washed away. Replaced yeah. by replaced by Fryermuth. All right. <laughs> that pretty much does it, I think, right? That's right. That's Good luck, everyone, it. in week eight. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Vinny Levine29, JJ McIntosh, and DFS Joey Levine. Visit our website, dfsredzone.com, for all of our article content that we're putting out. We have college football. Free. We have show showdowns. Um, plenty of articles, position articles. If you guys want to get a quick read and you don't like to listen to us talk, all right. See you guys <laughs> next week. Thank you so much and uh, good luck. Later. Peace. Peace.